Northwest Christian School Online provides online Christian education for any students ranging from kindergarten to 10th grade. The tuition is fully covered through the state of Arizona's ESA program and is affordable for families out of state. You can count on NCS Online for a rigorous, proven online program that establishes a robust biblical worldview for all students. For more information, go to ncsonline.org. That's ncsonline.org. The brothers, for you and I to live for the kingdom of God, it's going to require a, a perspective shift, a new way of thinking, a new mindset. What in the world would it mean to pray, Thy kingdom come? Seek first the kingdom of God. Know that your home is in heaven and live as if that's your goal. What we've done in the past simply can't be done anymore. That we lived our life in a certain manner because it was basically a Christian world, a Christian culture that we're living in. That time, those times are over. It's not enough to be a believer. It's not. You, it is not sufficient for you just to believe and that's it. You cannot be a believer. Being a believer leads to being a follower. Instead of all these things we're worried about that consume our thoughts and our minds, instead of using your mental energy on that, instead, seek his kingdom. What in the world would it mean to pray, thy kingdom come? Well, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Kingdom Culture Conversations. Today is Thursday, December the 16th, and I hope and pray that your family is enjoying the 12 days of Christmas. And boy, it's Thursday, a week from now, folks, we're we're on break, but we're not quite there yet. Not quite there yet, but we're we're on our way. Today, however, in the spirit of Christmas, is one of the things I think is so fun about Christmas is time with family and friends, and and uh, that's certainly true today because uh, I've got a surprise guest on our, our surprise Thursday episode of Kingdom Culture Conversations. Uh, I am joined today by Chuck Dano. And Chuck is uh, a legend at Northwest Christian School, though you as the listener may never have heard heard him, you certainly are the beneficiary of the work and ministry that Chuck has, has done, because Chuck, you were the founder of Northwest Christian School all the way back in 1980. You were the very first superintendent. Isn't that the case? That's true. Yeah, walk us through. What were the, those early days? Uh, and first of all, thank you for joining us. Where Where do you live now? I live in uh, Virginia, real close to the Blue Ridge Parkway. Okay. Where no matter what state I lived in during my career in education, I always returned to the Blue Ridge Parkway for vacation. Oh, is that right? Yeah, and we loved hiking, my wife and I, and uh, traveling the the, mount, the Smoky Mountains, and the Blue Ridge Mountains. Well, I didn't tell you this, but I've been I've been out there four times. Oh boy! In four times since <clears throat> uh, let's see, since August. Mm -hmm. uh, my daughter is in the medical school at Liberty University. Oh, praise it, the Lord! It, yeah, praise and so the Lord. she's a first year medical student, yeah. and she absolutely loves it. We love Virginia. It's such a such a beautiful, beautiful state. I can see what you love about it. Well, my uh, number two son graduated from Liberty and uh, other theological schools, and he's a doctor of theology now. He has a big Baptist church in Bassett, Virginia. And oh, I'm please. so proud of him. Yeah, he should be. That's yeah. awesome. That's awesome. Yeah. Well, Chuck, tell us a little bit about those early days. I, I want our families, I want our students to hear, uh, going back to, to 1980, uh, right. how did that all start to unfold? Well, 
I, my background was public schools for 20 years in New Jersey, and then I was told that I could no longer broadcast scripture or prayer over the intercom for my two school buildings, wow. and uh, that I'd have to quit, and uh, I said goodbye to public schools. Now, what year was that? That was uh, 76. 76. 76. And so you were literally given an ultimatum. Right. No more. No more. Yeah, no more scripture, no more prayers, or no more flag salutes uh, like we were doing it over the intercom, and and I was told that I was no longer allowed to do that. So I said, goodbye, Wow. public schools. And I went with Christian School Movement okay. and went to Houghton Academy in New York, which is a dorm school. And uh, it's uh, made up of uh, Billy Graham Crusade kids from around the world. Oh, really? Germany and Taiwan and all the foreign kids and American kids and so forth. What and a it, neat a way to cut system. your teeth. Sir? What a neat way to cut your teeth in Christian education to work in, yeah. in such a neat environment. Right. It was a great thing, and yeah. I really enjoyed it. And I was teaching some of the Orientals that had never played golf before. That was one of my—I was activity director and uh, and also the development director for the school. Okay. And uh, But I traveled a lot over 14 states and uh, talked about the school and recruited students and so forth for for the academy. Wow. And uh, while I was there, I was given an opportunity to go to Indiana and help start an organization called ACSI. Well, I think that's association, an organization I've heard of. Yeah, the Association of <laughs> Christian Schools International. Wow. And there's about 60 of us there. And uh, we uh, we started the uh, ACSI and, and uh, had our election for who we wanted as uh, president and so forth. So Excellent. And uh, then the ACSI, I told them I was leaving public schools. I had left public schools, and I wanted to leave uh, the academy because the doctors told me to get my wife out of that snow country. Okay. She was wading up to her waist every morning going up to the campus to volunteer work. Oh, my goodness. And uh, and the doctor said she shouldn't be here in the snow country anyway with her arthritis. So she, he said, move somewhere where it's real dry, like the desert. Okay. And so I called ACSI, and they said, we have an opening at uh, Palo Verde Christian okay. in Tucson. So I went there as principal. Now, Palo Verde Christian has, has enjoyed quite a bit of success in the oh, years yes. since. Yes. But it's not known as Palo Verde Christian anymore, is it? Yeah. Is it what? It's no, it's no longer known as Palo Verde Christian. Oh, is that right? Yeah, Palo Verde Christian is now Push Ridge oh, Christian Oh, yes, because yes, I helped start that high school. We we wanted a high school because we didn't have room to have really have a high school program. Okay. So I had the first banquet to raise $50,000 for the starting of, of that new of high Push school. Ridge Christian. Yeah, wow. now, now it's called, the whole school system's called after that. I didn't know that. So. Yeah. <laughs> yep, it's transitioned and the school is, the right. school is thriving. Right, but I remember raising the $50,000 at— uh, at our first banquet to raise money for that school and also get property for it. Uh, one of my board members at Palo Verde donated the property for that, that high school. Wow, and that's, that property is gorgeous. The way oh, it sets yes, up against and that I mountain. lived nearby there. I had three acres nearby there. Oh, did you really? Yeah, I could go on my back porch and look up and see Mount Lemon. <laughs> oh, neat. Oh, neat. Yeah. That's so cool. So from from Palo Verde Christian, now yes. known as Push Ridge Christian, right. uh, God called you to Phoenix. Yes. Tell AC, us a AC, about that. ACSI director, uh, uh, Doug Horney, said, 
you know, you need a good challenge. <laughs> and he said, you need to go talk to this church that we're talked to that wants to start a Christian school. And they have 3,000 people on Sunday morning. And I said, wow. So I came up here and talked with Pat Shaughnessy. Pat and, Shaughnessy, Pastor Pat yes, Shaughnessy. And, yes, and Pastor, Pastor. Pat was right. at Northwest Community right. Church. So I talked with him, and he interviewed my wife and I. And then he said he'd like for us to meet with the board, and we did, and we talked with the board. And then they offered me the position to start the school. Now, the, and, now here's the, the funny thing about this, folks. The, the part that, that cracks me up every time I hear Chuck reflect on this is what time of the year was it? That I started the school in they, June. In so June, June you yeah. were hired on as the very first, June of 1980. Right. You were hired on as the very first superintendent of Northwest Christian School. Right. Now, when were you aiming to start the school? When were you first? When, gonna... when the school, in the September, when the school started. <laughs> so you... so I had to do everything. I had to hire teachers, secretary, office uh, personnel, and uh, plus uh, the handbooks I had to get done. You know, I had a so student in, handbook, in, no teacher handbook, oh, no board I know, handbook. I know those handbooks. Yeah, I had yeah. to break. Had to break the the, to the, the board teachers, into what their responsibilities the were. Yeah, <laughs> you had to get a board in in place. Mm -hmm. So you had June, July, August, and September. You barely had four months. You really right. had. Three Answer. good months to right. get the job done. Right. I cannot. You must have been at it day and night. Yes, we were did. It was it was hard work, and uh, the first person I hired was that same week that I came here to start. Uh, they asked me to uh, go ahead and start hiring my office staff and everything, and uh, and then get into the teachers. And so uh, Elaine Stongress became my first employee, and she was a secretary, and she was God sent. She she was with me the whole time I was here, and oh, so neat. and uh, and you and you, uh, if I remember right, you hired her at a church picnic. Yes, at the church picnic that first week. <laughs> <laughs> In fact, my wife brought her to me and said, "Honey, there I have is. I have somebody you need to talk to." <laughs> And I, I talked to her and everything. And, That's so cool. That's uh, so cool. Do you remember who the very first teacher that you hired was? Yeah, Kitty Cassay was an elementary uh, uh, K-4 teacher. K-5, I'm sorry, K-5. K-5 certification. K-5 certification, and she became my first kindergarten because we want to start just the primary grades wow. and through, th through the third grade. And so— uh, now, from a budget perspective, I mean, they didn't give you any time to get the thing done, but you got it done. Oh, yes. Did they give you any money? Oh, yes. Yeah. Well, yes, I told uh, Lou said, how much money do now, you Lou need? Lou who? You have, to, you have to walk us through that. Lou Solheim. Oh, Lou Solheim was the chair, board chairman, and uh, he was the one that worked very close with me in starting the school. Yeah, and, and Lou was one of the, the pre preliminaries at, at Ping or at right. Carson Manufacturing. Right, and, right. And uh, the family has been incredibly supportive of the school yeah, right. all the way down Right, the wonderful. I, I knew the dad real well, Mr. Yeah. Soheim. And, and so— uh, And so you approached, you approached, if I remember the story correctly, you approached Lou and said, hey, we're going to need a little bit of money to get this right. thing going. Right, right. He asked me if how much I need to start with, and I said— Thought for a minute, and I said, you know, if I had 50000 to start with, I think that would do it. 
to start with, and I got a check right then for fifty thousand. <laughs> so you you were literally given, and this this just is amazing to me. You yeah. were given uh, barely four months, yes, fifty thousand right. dollars, and and you pulled together. Uh, by September. Now, how many students did you start with? In well, September? the board asked me if I, I'm pretty sure I could start with 60 students. And I said, well, I think it's we could do better than that with a church this size in this community. I said, I think we could start out with more than 100. And so that first day when we dedicated the school, it was 125 students. You started literally on day one with 125 students. 125 students, yes. Pri primary right. grades, yes. Well, Lou, you and I have had some wonderful opportunities. Well, talk to us a little, before we go there, talk to us a little bit about some of your remembrances from the early days of Northwest Christian. What What are some of your favorite recollections uh, well, about I, that time? Right. I can remember my wife and I walking over this grounds. And I just had a vision that something wonderful was going to happen. Oh, and the verse came to me, and I said it to my wife with Proverbs 3, 5, and 6. Yeah. Trust in the Lord with all your heart, and lean not into your own understandings, but all your way acknowledge him, and he will direct your path. That's so cool. And I used that verse all the way through my, my four years here and other schools that I've been with and helped. Yeah, Since then, I don't know if I've ever shared that with you, but this is that's my that's my life verse. Mm -hmm. uh, I love that verse. It, yes. it means the world to me, and so it's it's neat for me to hear that that verse was instrumental in, in right. the beginning of that school. Yeah, wow. I still have it in my home. My secretary did a thing for me with a picture with that verse, and I still have it. Wow in my home that I use and see it every day. <laughs> what, what else do you remember about those first couple of years? Well, I can remember that the first thing I wanted to do was we were going to meet every morning together and pray. Mm. Wow. That was the most important thing is prayer. Yeah. That's a great instrument and a tool that the Lord has given us. Well, and that's that's the one thing that they told yes. you you couldn't do at the public school right. left. Right, right. And, it was probably and I was not allowed to, to pray sure and you know, give scripture and everything. So so we met every morning for a half hour early before school started, the whole, the whole staff. And uh, we prayed. And uh, the, I think that was the reason for the success of this school. And it did take off. I mean, numbers, as you and I have talked about, numbers are not indicative of success. You can, you can have a huge school, and if it's not getting the job done in terms of biblical worldview, right. it's not holding to its Christian values, it's all for naught. Uh, but I do think, too, that as we talk about the mission of Christian education, we want to be courageous. We want to think big right. numbers because right. uh, we serve a big God. And, and the mission in front of us is big. And and God did expand the numbers. I mean, the school grew very quickly in those right. first couple of years, didn't it? Right. Grew, grew quickly. It doubled every year. Wow. I started with 125, and the next year it was 250. And the following year it was five, going, going on 500, just a couple under 500. And then the fourth year was a little over 800. Mm. And uh, that's when I felt led to leave. And uh, I was actually sent by ACSI to another school in Salisbury, North Carolina, yeah. that was foundering and needed some help to get it going again. And boy, did God answer some prayers there. Amen. And we built one of the gymnasiums at 
second to none in North Carolina. Wow. In fact, we copied it after the Tar Heel. Oh, is that right? After the Tar Heel, That's yeah, with cool. the rubber floors and everything, and uh, it's beautiful. And the, and the uh, school just grew by leaps and bounds. Wow. So leaps and bounds. <laughs> So you have been involved in Christian education in a number of different places. And, yeah. And, and I love yeah. that. Yeah. I went later to uh, Cape May County in New Jersey where I was uh, principal of the public schools there and started a countywide Christian school by getting three churches to finally agree to go together to with their medium-sized schools to go together and make a countywide school. Uh, and so God answered that prayer with getting three churches to agree on anything. <laughs> and uh, and so I did that through prayer. But at first, they have no way were they going to go with these other churches. Yeah. And then I asked if we could all meet and pray together for each other's schools. And after about five meetings, they came to me and said, can we start a school oh, <laughs> for all of us? I love it. And made a county school system, Cape May County Christian Schools. Well, Chuck, as you walk the campus today, and you've had the opportunity to to walk the campus a few times on a few different days, yes. what, are, what are your thoughts as you look at? Oh, I just uh, I, I go back to the beginning when God gave me that vision, mm -hmm. and I just uh, can't keep up crying. Yeah, yeah. The work, the work, it's beautiful. Is, it's precious. Yeah. And in this community, Chuck, I tell you what, we owe you the world. You you've done a good good work and i love the fact that today on this campus there are 1500 students i yeah, know what i do is go to grow when yeah. you when you watch the news you know that christian schools are going to grow yeah well and the thing i'm you know as we said earlier the numbers alone are not are not necessarily indicative of success right. but i love the fact that we are one of just 17 exemplary accredited ACSI schools in the world, which mm. means that when it comes to biblical integration, these teachers are serious. They're, right. they're not missing around. Right. And so I, I love that. And Chuck, as we, as we close out this, this episode, I would love, you've mentioned a couple of times, and, and I, I think this is the number one thing I'm going to take away from, from our conversation today is how important prayer is the priority of prayer. As we close this episode today, would you mind praying for Northwest Christian School? I sure would, but Pray I'd like to share one testimony that, that I received while I was here. I got a phone call from ACSI that a gentleman would like to come and talk to our chapel programs, and his name was Dr. Wu, hmm. W-U, from South Korea. And I said, well, sure. And he came to our school here to, to speak to our chapel program. And uh, I asked him for his testimony while we were sitting there, and he told me about a book he had written. And uh, I remember buying that book, but I'd never gotten to read it yet. And uh, I speak about him every time I speak at a church now through the uh, Gideon ministry that I've been 61 years in That's a Gideon. Right. You're, you're, you're and I'm, I've, we've, I've helped distribute thousands of books throughout 200 countries in the world. And uh, it's just a great ministry. I yeah. mean, Christian education is important for our young people. Absolutely. But the Bible is important for the people of the world. Amen. And uh, I just uh, thank the Lord for that ministry. But Dr. Wu shared with me of what his background was. He started out as a person who was dying of tuberculosis. He was a beggar. Wow. 
born in a bigger village in South Korea. And he uh, was dying, spitting up blood. And a little girl threw a testament over on him, a Gideon testament, little red one, and said, uh, Mr. Wu, I'd like for you to read this. And he says, get out of here. You can't be with me. I'm dying with TB. And she ran, but he picked the testament up and after a while started reading it. And he read it for a while, and then he got down on his knees and accepted the Lord. Wow. And within three months, they couldn't find us any tuberculosis in him at all. And he went back to school, finished his education with college degrees, master's degrees, doctor's degree, and he became Dr. Wu. Wow. And then he started a Christian school. Oh, is that right? <laughs> yes, he started a Christian school. And he had 100 people that would meet and pray every hour wow. for that school. And it grew and it grew and it grew and it became the largest Christian school in the world. And then he said, I'm going to start a church with it from the school. So he had these hundred people 24-7 praying for the ministry and for the lost. And it became, it grew and grew and grew until it became the largest church in the world in South Korea, Dr. Wu. He began as a beggar, and in the book he wrote that I pulled off of my bookshelf uh, while I was here, I pulled it off. It's called Beggar to the Banquet. Wow. And uh, I read it, and and I just, uh, I was moved that I even met him. And uh, I said, prayer is the answer. Amen. So let me pray for yeah, us. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Heavenly Father, we just thank you for this time together. We thank you for being able to share the beginnings of this wonderful school. And uh, I've been involved with six different Christian schools and public schools. And, and Lord, there, there, there is no comparison, I can tell you, in working with teachers and students all my life. And Lord, I just thank you for the vision you gave me that 41 years ago. I thank you, Lord, for this school and all that's happened. I thank you for Jeff and for being the administrator and all that's developed here. Oh, Lord, I just, as I think of all the schools I've worked with, and I think how many now that are missionaries and pastors and, and uh, dedicated to their church. And, and uh, Lord, I've just seen the difference in, in what happens to children who are taught from the Bible in all the disciplines. And Lord, I just thank you for all you're doing. Thank you for blessing Jeff and his staff and, and for this school. And I just thank you for the memories that I have. And Lord, just bless you and praise you in the greatest and most wonderful name, our Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. Chuck, thank you. Thank you for, for joining us today. And uh, I hope between now and Christmas we can have you on campus a few more times. The elementary Christmas concert. I'm, I want to be here. Up. <laughs> yeah, we'll get you here, and maybe a couple of basketball games as, yeah. as well. And we got a girls' soccer team and boys' soccer team that oh. making a serious run at the uh, state championship. So you oh, boy. maybe catch one of those. Yes. Uh, but folks, thank you, thank you for dropping in for another uh, very special Kingdom Converse, Kingdom Culture conversation today. 
Uh, hope you are enjoying the lead up to to the Christmas season. Hope you're enjoying the 12 days of Christmas special uh, KCC episodes that we're doing. I uh, hope those are a blessing to your family. Uh, but but keep tuning in and thank you for, for joining us today. Take care. Northwest Christian School has made Biblical Worldview online courses available to all high school students for transcript credit, regardless of whether they attend public school, private school, charter school, or homeschool. Frameworks is an exciting new initiative utilizing the learning management system of Grand Canyon University. For more information, visit BibleClassesForPublicSchools.com.